Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I am super glad that you're here. Today, we have Courtney Simkus. She is the Chief Growth Officer at Gibson Insurance and also one of the participants in Rise and Thrive Indianapolis. And Courtney comes today to talk about the courageous steps that we take throughout our lives and our careers that move us towards our meaning and purpose that it's not really this big, giant leap that we just all of a sudden arrive in this place that we call our meaning and purpose. We just courageously look around and say, hmm, that looks looks interesting. Let me try that for a while. Oh, that looks interesting. Let me try that for a while. And the more that we follow that curiosity, the more we will uncover about ourselves and what we're really meant to be doing. No other introduction needed. Here we go. Hey, Courtney, how's it going? It's great. How are you? Super good. Thanks for coming to the closet. I'm thrilled to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We've done a little inventory of how much we need to go shopping, each of us, based on, you know. And I think we need to do it in each other's closets, starting there. (laughs) Absolutely. A a little swap out. I think that's a good thing. Right. Let's plan that for sure. (laughs) So we are going to talk. We've known each other on and off for gazillions of years. Yeah. I don't even know where. I, I feel like it's been like all my life, but I know it hasn't, Yeah, (laughs) but yeah. Well, and especially when you meet somebody that is so much like you, Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, she feels familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I find you human. You feel like me. Come hang out. Let's let's play. (laughs) She's a little crazy like me. I like it. (laughs) And we had an introduction by a common friend of ours, which we just have to shout out to Chris Brantman because he's a master connector and um, one of the best humans on the planet. (laughs) Absolutely. And don't you find that some of the best relationships that you discovered over the years have come from that kind of introduction. Somebody that knows you well yeah. and says, oh, you should know them. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's where I I tend to bond with people like that because that's how I look at the world too. It's like, oh, you. the moment I meet somebody, the moment they're, they're, we're talking about something, whether it's in business or personal, it just feels like, oh, wait a minute. I see something in you that looks like this person. You guys need to know each other. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. We need people like us connectors mm-hmm. to do that. So we want to talk today about this idea of finding your meaning and purpose. (laughs) Because doesn't that just sound daunting? Heavy. Yeah. Like if I if I wake up and just think, oh, I hope I discover my meaning and purpose today. I'm just not getting out of bed because that's too big. Right. Yeah. Well, I um, I've listened, you know, we. there's been a, a number of people that talk about like how they found their purpose and they've always known that they wanted to be X, Y, or Z. And whether it's, you know, somebody like Elizabeth Gilbert who wants to, be, who always knew she was a writer or, um, you know, just people in our lives that, that are so certain in that. And I've always just had such admiration mm-hmm. for that and thought, gosh, okay, if only I could find my purpose, but I, I, and I'm pretty relentless at things. So believe me, if I could have <laughs> <Facts>. found it, <laughs> I would have. I mean, I have turned over some rocks looking for that thing. And you know what? I, I who knows? Maybe I will someday. But so like, I mean, instead of just living in fear and paralysis, like something I 
you know, I discovered about myself early on in my life was like, listen, okay, until I figure out what my purpose is, like, that looks kind of interesting. I'm going to go try that on. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something over there that will lead me to that. And so, like, I have just, you know, kind of lived my life growing up looking for my, you know, like going towards my curiosity Mm -hmm. and following that instead. Um, And sometimes it's led me to places that you were like, yeah, no, this doesn't work out. This isn't the right thing for me. Um, But there's always been lessons in that and something that whether I knew it or recognized it in that moment um, actually was exactly what I needed to know or needed to learn um, that led me to the next thing. So, Amen. Amen. And I also have just coveted those people that have known my son is one of those people he's always known that he's going to be a music and and do well he was going to be a paleontologist when he was three but once he got into music that's where that was forever (laughs) and I agree I I, at one point early on I kind of thought something was wrong with me because I didn't know mine and then I realized that not a lot of people have that gift to be able to know that early on yeah and it, it it is a gift and it is something that I know I mean I I you know, we have people in our organization and people that I've mentored over the years that that and and I was you know and am the same way where you hold on to like this like fear of making the wrong decision and fear of like well I don't know if that's going to be the right job for me or the right role for me or like if I if this doesn't happen and I don't get that job or that promotion then then you know the world crumbles around yeah. you and it's just you know we got to let some of that shit go. Oh, amen, sister. Let's just decide that today. And one of the other things we have in common is we both grew up in small town, Midwest, yeah. USA, um, little family farm. I think maybe I think you're similar, right? Yeah. Yep. And so my world was pretty small mm-hmm. when I was growing up. But one of the things I will always say is that the biggest gift my parents gave me was little to no expectations. Yeah. Because then I couldn't screw it up. It wasn't like I grew up and they said, oh, well, you're going to be a whatever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. I was literally, as a child and into teens and young adults, left to just explore. Yeah. And they celebrated when you tried stuff. Right. But it wasn't this, like, I'm going to put you in all these clubs. Like, my mom never checked my homework or my grades. Like they weren't those kind of parents, but literally, I think partly because we were just grow up on a farm and you find things to do because, you know, it's not structured like activities. Curiosity was really rewarded in yeah. my life. And I, I now look back on that and think, what a gift. Right. Well, when I think about um, some of the the people, very similar your uh, to your points about being able to... <laughs> explore and and uh, find you know the things that you were interested in I, I grew up in a very similar way where my mom it probably out of necessity because my mom was a single mom um, most of my life and a short of a, a you know a couple of uh, stepdads that were in the equation and she worked her tail off and so she wasn't able to be there and like micromanaging me for your a, entertainment for my entertainment right. and making sure I wasn't bored or whatever. And, and, um, and yet the thing that, you know, she gave me and a couple of really significant, uh, uh, women in my life also gave me was this gift of, while it wasn't an expectation, it was, um, they saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm. I remember one of the ladies that worked at the restaurant that um, my godparents owned. She always t- told me, you know, 
I, you're going to be great. You're going to do amazing things in life. I see so much potential in you and all of the things that you're going to, the way that you're going to impact the world. And it sticks with me. And it, I that feel gives like, me, like that, te- I tear up yeah. just hearing that. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I, I think about her and I think about my mom and I think about my godmother and all of those women that were like, like, you're going to do great things on those days where I just want to, like, stay in bed or give up or say, you know what, it's just not worth it. Um, because I, I have an obligation mm-hmm. to them and to um, the people that have, the other people that have seen in me things I didn't see in myself. And to be those eyes for people that don't see those that in themselves yeah. as well. Yeah. To live up to those, that inspiration yeah. that they yep. have given you. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I hear that. And you and I both have young daughters. And then I ask myself... Am I doing enough of that for them? Yeah. Because I think that today's culture has really done a disservice to our kids to pressure them to be in achievement mode way sooner than they should feel that pressure. And instead just saying, you're amazing. Yeah. And you're going to be great. Well, and I, I've, I've thought a lot about that, too. And, you know, not wanting to impose my expectations on my daughter as well. But the... <laughs> The reality is, is that I can't um, ignore that those expectations that that she will create on her own or that the world and society creates and helps shape her to feel this sense of perfectionism aren't there. So if I'm not talking to her about like, hey, I'm almost 45 years old and I still feel that sense of overthinking and and I've got to be perfect and are they going to like me and am I enough and am I worthy like stuff doesn't go away it just gets louder and yeah. we talk about her <laughs> the little bitch that lives in our head yes yeah and and it's like where does that start and if I act like it doesn't it, if she isn't already like setting up shop in in my daughter's head like I'm yeah. just being blind right because we know that that's where it starts so equipping them to deal with that early is going to be yeah. our best gift yep. yeah I love that so as you've been able to be curious in your career I mean now you're sitting in a position that is you know your chief growth officer of a, an amazing organization Gibson insurance and doing great things for them and and as you think back now, to this, what I refer to as the breadcrumb trail of discovery mm-hmm. for people like you and I who didn't know at six what we were going to be yeah. when we grew up. As you look at that breadcrumb trail of discovery, can you go back even to like early jobs and things and think about things that you now use today that had you not had some of those experiences wouldn't put you where you are today? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so many. Um, and it's interesting. So I think about... Um, if you would have asked me my 24-year-old self mm-hmm. when I, you know, had been fresh out of college with my degree in criminal justice and making a very, uh, w- what externally felt like a difficult decision because everybody, I had declared I was going to go to law school and then my senior year of college realized I didn't really want to be a lawyer. <laughs> um, so that was uh, kind of like, okay, how do I pull that all back? Um so that ties courage and curiosity together, which yeah. I think is an important thing, right? So yeah. curiosity says, I'm going to follow something for a little while. If this doesn't work out, I'm going to do something. So courageously being able to say, oh, crap, I, I proclaimed I was going to be a lawyer. These people had expectations. And then courageously say, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> Change my mind. Like, that's big. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a muscle to to really build. Yeah. And, um, and scary. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I knew during that 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 time that it just didn't feel right. And so looking at ways that, 
<laughs> My bur- Siri's just talking in your purse. Right. Siri, nothing for you today. I seem to be having trouble hearing you. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is what I love about the podcast is we don't get worked up about stuff. That's real life. So real we're life. not about perfection. But I think the new up... Okay, sidebar. <laughs> I think the new update... Like, this is the third person I've been with in 48 hours that that's happened to. So I think not only is Siri and Alexa and all the people in our lives listening in... Like, now they're interrupting us. No, right. Like, if you're going to listen in, just do it quietly. I'm trying to have a freaking podcast here. Right. <laughs> Siri is now the external bitch that lives in yes. our head. <laughs> What is happening? Oh my god! Okay, back so, to not going to law school. Back to not going to law school. So, like, if you would have, if I would have asked my, you know, twenty-four-year-old self, like, oh, um, at almost forty-five, you're going to be a chief growth officer for an insurance company. Like, never in the million years would that have even registered. Right. Um, and when I talk to other um, executives and mentors, former mentors, and and pe- you know people that are in, you know, they own companies, they're in, you know, big jobs. They're all like, listen, like there's really no roadmap most of the time to like, I'm going to get out of school and uh, I'm going to start in sales and I'm going to become a sales exec and vice president and then magically one day I'm going to arrive at this promised land. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I know maybe one person, if if that, that it ever went that way. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like this, like, mm, you know, tapestry of like this messy jungle gym of like, oh, I'm going to go over here and try this. And that was me. Like I, okay, so I wanted to be in sales, um, had a degree in criminal justice, and I had worked at um, Palomino in Indianapolis. Um, a restaurant. Through- through, through college. And so naturally, everybody wanted to, you know, when I declared I wanted to be in sales, um, my door was getting beaten down with the potential of interviews. And I, that is absolutely not the truth. I could not <laughs> pay people to, to, to interview me. And I tried, like, I, I mean, I did all of the things, mailed resumes, dropped off resumes. And finally, like my ex-husband and I at the time, time we were, um, he was traveling for his job and was in North Carolina a lot. And I was like, okay, why not? Why don't I throw out some uh, resumes in in Charlotte and see what happens? And I was uh, I was reached out to by uh, a guy that owned a company that sold spoilers to car dealerships. Spoilers! Oh, <laughs> this is like back in the day. Back in- you wanted to date a guy with a spoiler, right? That was cool. So I thought, I can yeah, see why that'd be a thing. I have arrived. I'm getting a job in sales. And that was not exactly, you know, everything. It had, it had. And, and go back. So you wanted to be in sales. Remind me. So sales was interesting to you. Just make some money, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no because, shame in that game. Right. Well, so, you know, I had, um, you know, seen and experienced some things in my childhood that made me want to make an impact. And, um, you know, which was part of what was driving me to um, get a degree in criminal justice and go to law school mm. so that I could you know, help change the world. Very idealistic. Um, I, what I asked for for my graduation gift from college was the entire collection of Maya Angelou books from my mother. Like, that was what I wanted because I read, when I read the the poem Still I Rise, I actually have that tattoo on my ribs. Another thing we have in common. (laughs) At age 18, it just knocked me on my, on my tail. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I thought, okay, so there's a couple ways we can go about this. I can, you know, I had, you know, through my degree and through some research and experience in the criminal justice system in college, I I realized like, you know what, it's 
I, I became jaded. Like, you know, the, the justice system is, is very difficult for one person to make change. And so I thought, you know what, if I go out and get in a job in sales and I can make a ton of money, like maybe I could be like Oprah where I could just like go and like start giving my money away to, and, and like help organization. You get a car. Right. Yeah. right. And helping change people li- people's lives. And you know, I think that's that's another point too, because like there's been so many times in my life that um, when I whether it was you know volunteering or doing some uh, fundraising events uh, for um, the organization I was heavily involved in for a number of years, uh, Foster Success. Um, it was formerly called Connect by Twenty Five, where there were times where I was like, okay, if you know, once I do X, then I'll be able to spend time over here or volunteer or, or um, point my energy towards making a difference in, in this group of uh, population or this group of population. And I, it was funny that you mentioned Chris Brantman earlier because he was one of those people that said to me, um, it was on my you know monthly business plan as one of my personal goals. Like I want to volunteer and I want to make an impact because that was, that was always there and never went away. And he finally said to me like, um, so this has been on your goals for like, you know, six months like when are you actually going to do something about this Mm -hmm. like find where you want to point your energy and actually go do something because i had this little voice in my head going well i haven't made enough money yet when i get caught up when i get caught up when i make (laughs) enough money okay so this is beautiful because you took some childhood experiences that were less than stellar let's we'll just say it sucked and you said, I want to make a difference in the future because this happened in my life. So this is a perfect example of when you own your entire story, I call yeah. it standing tall in your story, you used that experience to fuel you in what you wanted to do in the future. And, and how that played out has taken some twists and turns, but yeah. you've been very intentional. Now that you look back on it, you may not have felt that way at the time. When <laughs> right. you're interviewing for the spoiler job, you're like, oh, I'm going to be Oprah. Like <laughs> One day! <laughs> you're probably not making those connections. But what's happening, though, is because you still have that sense of futuristic purpose, you're doing things that are breadcrumb trail discovery stepping you through that process. Because now when I look at you and the things that you do, you're heavily involved in nonprofit organizations. Thank you, Chris Brantman, for pushing you into that, right? Because it's been a significant impact in the community that um, so many people wouldn't have benefited had you not shown up in that way. But I think this is a really good reminder for all of us high achievers that it takes being curious to follow that around to see how things add up and we don't just come out of college or come out of uh, you know our 20s and go oh here I am I've right. arrived right yeah. so okay I got to hear about the spoiler job so <laughs> did you get the spoiler job oh yeah so I got the job oh, yeah. um it was all of it uh, all of the glamour you can even imagine and none of that <laughs> but what it did was it led me to um to then selling cars and <laughs> because one of the dealerships that I sold spoilers to uh, one of the general managers, um, he was just the kindest, uh, like, f- grandfather, fatherly figure. And he said, he's like, you know what? Like, I'd love for you to come join our team. And I did. And he taught me a lot. And 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 by being there and in that environment, while selling cars in S- Fort Mill, South Carolina in the summer oh, is not all that it is cracked up to be. Um <laughs> What it did was it put me in connection and relationship with um, one of the guys I worked with. His girlfriend worked in telecom, and 
and we met, I met her boss, he offered me a position and it was my, and, and I took it in um, telecom, which became my first real business to business sales experience. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, had I not followed that, that, you know, that interest yeah. and that curiosity and, um, and some of the, 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 the things in our head are like, you know, well, am I really going to go do that? Well, yeah, you just don't know where it's going to mm-hmm. go. And so um, had some great experience, um, like true, like grit, resilience building experience, business to business, knocking on 25 doors a day, mm-hmm. selling, reselling telecom services Bell, off the Bell South network. Like just like there would be days that were so bad where I just <laughs> didn't know. Like, I mean, we all have, you know, those really great days and then those days that suck and there were days that sucked so bad and my my refuge was the hallmark hallmark store and i would go in and read cards (laughs) (laughs) cards to give to people like oh my god (sighs) sales ain't no game no yeah that's how we met i'm with you dang it like had i not done all of that and like you know got really like in some of those places that are so uncomfortable like I wouldn't have been ready for when we moved back and I had that chance to get you know to work for ADP and um and you know had an amazing career there for almost 14 years and then found myself um you know at one of the senior leader positions at ADP that I had uh, you know I joked about in my um in uh, one of the the posts I made about my new my position I just uh, was promoted to about you know this farm girl from Indiana that was that was I'm now in the top one percent of all executives in ADP and I'm gonna leave like what who does that and, and it wasn't because I was unhappy it was because like this opportunity approached and it felt like home it felt like I get to go and do the things that like my curiosity now has led me to put myself in a position where I can be curious for other businesses. Mm -hmm. I can help build people and help them on their journey. It just felt right. And I think that's an important underscore highlight because when you're 25, 28, 34, being curious and making changes feels in my head and heart a little easier. As you get into your, you know, we're in our, you're in your mid 40s. I'm mid 50, <laughs> almost mid 50s. And we're just getting started. And we're just getting started. <laughs> but isn't, the, isn't it this weird feeling of shouldn't we be there already, wherever yep. there is? And is a change too risky? Like, nah, like, shouldn't we already be in this long term career? I found that when I left my corporate career three years, four years ago now, it felt different. It, it wasn't like the, the when I was in my 20s, you know, I would just run away and try something else and gypsy like. Yep. Right. But now it was like yeah, I was expected like I've got a 401k <laughs> and like kids that expect like college and stuff like I should be, quote unquote, responsible. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is responsible is I'm going to be curious enough about my own story and my own career that I'm going to own it and follow this curiosity to the next thing. Yeah. And being curious about like, I I, I still think it's, a, a, it is, it is responsible. There's an obligation we have to follow that because the, guess what? Like there are people, I was one of those people, you were probably one of those people that when we were in our 20s that were counting on other women like us that were responsible enough to say, I'm going to help lift you up, sister. Yeah. I'm going to help you see things in you that you don't see. And so 
there there is an obligation i feel that um if i ignored that curiosity and ignored that change like there's people that are dreaming their dreams are counting on the, mm-hmm. me achieving my next dreams right. and yours right. and i don't know who those people are yet but um i know some of the people that have helped me achieve mine and I'm honoring them by continuing to stay curious and not comfortable. Absolutely. And there's so many opportunities today in the way that work can be done that now that we've got all this rich experience that we've gained from all these great positions, it's up to us to now use those in amazing ways yeah. and model that. And, and that's one of the things that I'm most excited about with this Rise and Thrive experience that you're a part of here in Indianapolis that we launched last month is that come March, the seven women that you, six women and you that you are in this experience, you're going to stand tall in your story and talk about your experience. Because when we do that, we inspire others to courageously stand tall in their story. So I just picture that he's, you know, 150 other women in this audience being able to be inspired by y'all's stories and have that be something that takes them to the next level or lets them follow their curiosity. Because all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, it's not like I read in the in the textbooks that said I have to find my career right, right out of college. Like, wow, look at the stories of these women. I want to be curious. Right. Yeah. The um the the you know, when you approached me about um this experience and being a part of it, it was it was a hell yes moment for me. And I'm trying to be better about that because as a connector and a stimulator, like according to standout, like I, I want to say yes to everything. And so I'm trying to get better about saying no to things mm-hmm. that aren't a hell yes. Yeah. Right. And it, but there was not even a question in my mind when you approached me about this opportunity to be a part of this experience, it was a hell yes. And, um, I, it wasn't, I guess it didn't show up for me in, in initially as a hell yes of like, oh yeah, I get to go through this and learn and, and then share my story with others that, you know, in the hopes that it inspires them. Um, I, that that's all such an important part of it, but it wasn't the initial response. Mm. The initial response was, okay, I know I need this. Like every, every, every move I've ever made in my career, every position I've ever taken, um, the next step, the, like, if we had it figured, if I had it figured out, I would have already been in those positions. So like, like the thing that has, has helped me with, you know, the trusting my curiosity is knowing like, okay, if I take that leap and move into that, like I need to make sure I have an army around me mm. and then I've got people that can support me and teach me the things that like I've got enough experience that, you know, is why I got into this position. But there's there's going to be new things that I need to know that I don't already have access to. Right. And I need to surround myself with an army of people that can help me with that. And that's one of the the things that jumped out. Of, I was like, you know what? The next version of me and how I can be I can best serve our organization and our clients mm-hmm. Um I've got some of the 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 tools there, but I know I need more. Yeah. So. And we'll always need more. Yeah. Right. And we should shout out to your CEO. Yeah. Because one of the first things that he said to you when you took this job with Gibson Insurance at a high level next to him was tell that story. Yeah. So um, in our very first discussions, he was like, listen, I, you know, he's he's a member of YPO. Um and really values having peer groups to be a part of and to learn from and to grow with each other. And he and it was one of the very first assignments he he gave me uh, coming here. He's like, listen, like I want you to find 
your peer group, your your people, like the way that, you know, people that can pour into you, like the people in YPO have poured into him and he's how he's been able to to share some of the things he's learned in that as well. So that was that was on my mind from day one. Um, and for him to recognize like this is I mean, he he lives and breathes that he believes like if you're not developing yourself and you're not helping take care of yourself, you can't serve the organization and so it was just really powerful like i knew he was awesome or i wouldn't have let's shout out shout him out by name so <laughs> tim, we can <laughs> tim layman uh just um an incredible partner and friend and um just awesome guy to get to go and and do the things that we get to do together um but i just and it was all of those things in my experiences with him before that i knew i it wasn't just like you know i've heard he's great like i've known him for years and and knew his reputation and knew, like, saw him perform. So I knew that was there and that made my decision easier. But then from day one, like, for him to say, this is who I am and this is what I, you know, I expect. Like, I want you to develop yourself. I want you to grow. Like, it was like, yeah. I, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank He's you, awesome. Tim, for being an amazing leader. That's another part of, I think, the curiosity trail that you should take into consideration sometimes is not always about the job itself, but who are you going to be working for and Mm -hmm. with and what can you glean from that experience? Because that's been when I look back on my experiences, you know, all of the crazy stuff that I've done along the way. It's those great leaders and sometimes the really awful ones taught me some things, too. But the great leaders, uh, it wasn't really about the job. It's what I learned from who was leading me. Yeah, I had um, one of my um, mentors and um, just most inspirational um, women in my life, uh, Maria Black, had shared with me. She's the um, president of HRO and SBS for for ADP um, and a phenomenal woman. Um, She had shared with me as I was considering a different position at ADP at one point in my career. She was like, you know, there's there's often times where we like look at the position and, and, and we're selling like what we can bring to the position. And she said, you've got to also consider what you're going to gain from the position. Like, how is it going to help you be a better leader? What skills are you going to benefit from that? Because if you don't have a clear perspective on what those things are, like why you're there, like not because of what you can do in that role. Yes, that's a, that's important. And that's why you move into a position. But what you're getting out of it, it's going to be the thing that helps you in those times when you don't want to get out of bed and maybe you are working for a, a really terrible boss and or whatever it is maybe it's a, a really challenging part of the the business experience like whatever it is like if you don't have the clarity of like I'm going through this I'm crossing this bridge because I am on the other side I'm going to get I'm going to be better for it mm-hmm. um it, it was one of the most powerful things and so I I've, I I looked at that like how am I going to be better by joining this organization and being, you know, in my community more now and being home? Like, like I was, it was, it was very intentional on that front too. Like I knew I could do some, um, some amazing work here because I, I, I was, my values and the organization and Tim's values are very much aligned. Um, but I also thought, you know what, I've got to, like, this is going to be a scary time mm-hmm. while I figure it all out. And I've got to keep front and center, like why I'm doing this. So I don't miss out on my daughter's life right now. So I can take some of the things that I know when we get it right, that, that help people's parents go home at night and coach soccer and coach Mm -hmm. basketball. And like, when we get it right. And when we do the right things that are in our company, in our industry, I mean, insurance isn't glamorous, but damn it, like 
if it's not done right, if you don't have like prevention and all of the access to information and crap, like being able to, to have people that are naturally curious on your watch, like people get sick and they don't get the treatment they need. Mm -hmm. People like, but we get it right. And that's yeah. what it's like, yeah, every day. Well, that points to what we've talked a lot about over the last month, which is always knowing the why not yeah. just the what and the how, because yeah. you can, it's easy to get buried in meetings and appointments and tasks and calls and dashboards, but waking up every day and knowing why you are doing something mm -hmm. is critical. Yeah. It's critical. And I, I, if I'm honest, I, I wasn't a hundred percent clear. I mean, I, I felt like what I can bring to this organization, what it's going to bring to me. Like, I have a natural curiosity about like the way we can impact businesses. I have experience in, you know, all of the things around human capital and building out, you know, teams and strong leaders and all of those things. And I, and so it felt, felt right. And it felt like it was going to align with like where my loves are, mm -hmm. not my loathes. Like yes. being able to be with people and in front of, you know, clients and prospects and all that. Like it had all of the hardwiring of everything that I, I I know is a good playground for me to play in. But what I what I was still unclear on is like, okay, so what is it really like? Why why is it? Why is this role? Why is this now for me? And I just you know over the last few months. Um, I said earlier, like insurance isn't glamorous, but what is so incredibly rewarding is hearing stories. And there's two, I'll give you two examples. Yeah. We have a client that um, because of some of the things that we do to challenge and be really um, innovative, we encourage them to implement a program that um, is essentially um, a, an interception of like, okay, of some of the really bad things that occur. So one of their employees had been diagnosed with cancer. And because of the work that we've done and because we got it right and we really pushed them to do something different, that employee um, got a second opinion and we found out that they actually did not have cancer. It was a misdiagnosis. Oh my gosh. And it is just, it gives me chills every oh, time I think about yes. that. And the more I read about it and how like, how how frequent that is and how many people are affected by cancer. And I just, it's like, holy crap. If there's, and if we can make sure that those second opinions occur and that they happen, I, I mean, it's, it's. Oh my gosh, like, that's beautiful. It isn't about like, can I get you the best plan with the lowest, like the best insurance policy? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to have all of that. That That is always there. But gosh, if you can say to one of your, like your employee comes into you and says, I don't, I, I actually don't have cancer. Like, holy. And you helped facilitate that by getting a second opinion. Right. Their second, a second, same client, similar story. Like they had an employee that was, um, having all of this pain they're in the construction industry all of this pain in their shoulder they um had gotten you know diagnosed that you know there's really nothing you know that can be done you need physical therapy and ongoing you know pain management and same situation where we were like you know what like we didn't but the the group that we put in place you know the the process that we put in place did got that employee a second opinion. And, and in that case, the employee actually needed surgery. Like I think about like opiate addiction and everything that's happening in, in and around us in this state in particular. And I think about like, had that not happened, like had he not gotten the treatment that he really needs, like 
fast forward two years, like, is he on more prescriptions than he Yeah, where he's be? been managing the pain instead of That's helping right. heal. Yeah. So right. it's just it's just profound to me that um, the ways that 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 you know by staying curious and by staying like not we're not satisfied with the status quo that healthcare in this country is absolutely broken. Like we're constantly looking for ways, and we don't have them all figured out. But we're we are ruthless in our our pursuit to helping our our clients and our team, you know, their employees um, have access to the best information. So yeah, that's beautiful. And and it, what a perfect example of, of what you said earlier, which is yeah, insurance isn't uh, exciting, except that is exciting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you as a member of that company, a leader or even just uh, anyone that works in that company, when you show up every day thinking about why you're there versus, oh, I got three meetings today. I've got this, yeah. I got that. <laughs> That's a different level of engagement. You know, we talk a lot today about engagement, which I could go on a rant about engagement isn't a program. That's engagement. Right. That's that's the difference. It's so crazy you say that because as I was, you know, thinking about this morning in our conversation and I was, you know, I was thinking about like, we don't like that word engagement. I'm like, you know, there's so much energy and focus around it and it being a thing. And I I actually believe we don't have an engagement problem. I believe we have a a lack of why clarity problem, mm-hmm. a lack of dreams problem. Cause, and I've been on that. I mean, I, I, I've been on that side too, where I've lost sight of my goals, lost sight of my dreams, lost sight of my whys. And those are dark places. Yeah, right. And the work is freaking hard. The work, everything is hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing laundry is hard when you don't like have like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I, I think I shared this story with with our group uh, previously. I was doing a keynote and I was talking about this idea of why. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to pull out your calendars and look at the tasks you have today and tomorrow and ask yourself, why are you doing those? Yeah. And I had them talk at their tables. And, and then I said, hey, so who has a, an example? And this lady said, okay, this might sound silly, but I was really cranky that I had to go to Kohl's this afternoon to buy khaki pants for my husband for a a ca- business casual wedding. She was like, first of all, what's a business casual wedding? Like, it all seems weird. She goes, and I was cranky about it because I didn't want to drive across town. I didn't want to go through traffic. I don't have a 30% off coupon. Like, I was just cranky about it, going to Kohl's. She said, but when you said that about why, she said, my husband has the most amazing relationship with his niece, and this is her wedding. And we feel so honored that we are here local, that we get to be a part of it, and they have such a close relationship. She said, all of a sudden, driving across town through traffic to buy khaki pants doesn't feel so awful. Yeah. And my God. I mean, that is just a simple, but you think about walking through your day, yes, knowing why you're doing things. That is a different way to engage mm-hmm. in your life. No doubt of about it. Of course, then she shouted out and said, does anybody have a 30% off <laughs> By the way, <laughs> go ahead and send that over. Yeah, right? But that's that's the thing, right? No doubt about it. It's, um, it, and we all have an opportunity to, like, there's, there, like, we've, we've referenced a couple of people already that have helped me in those moments where I've maybe lost my why or didn't really know what to do and, like I said earlier, we have like I have an obligation to help others find that for themselves and find their goals and find their dreams and and be their eyes. Um, you just had uh, an amazing person on your podcast recently that I heard and I loved the phrase that she mentioned about um, borrowing other people's eyes when you like when you can't see for oh, your dawn. Yeah, yeah. Like she today. Talked, yes, amazing. Don Roseman. Yeah, like I've had a lot of people that I've had to borrow their eyes over the years, mm-hmm. and so it's awesome. Good. I'm so glad you've been here. Thank you. This has been fun. Oh, we're going to do it again, I'm sure. Absolutely. 
I'm not coming down. Isn't she great? Oh my goodness. Go follow Courtney on LinkedIn, Instagram, and a big shout out thank you to Gibson Insurance for their investment in Courtney, both here on the podcast as well as with Rise and Thrive Indianapolis. We are so lucky to have her here in my home city with all of the great work that she does in the community. So your reflection question for today is, what's the thing that you've been curious about that you might need to take one small step towards, one courageous small step towards? And make sure you go to badasswomenscouncil.com, take the quiz, and if you're courageous enough, you can jump into the online community, which is badasswomenscouncil.community. We're all there hanging out, and we want to see you there too. Make it a great one. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down. I want to go.